0: What's that, hoary horse? It's £10 for a handjob. Um, Let's talk about it later. I'm just being filmed at the moment. Uh, Hello, welcome to another episode of Rahalastapa This week with the excellent Bilal Zafar, who is a brilliant stand-up comedian and has taken the Twitch world by storm. Uh, I have... Not quite taking the Twitch world by storm, but it's doing okay. Check me out at twitch.tv slash rkherring. You can see snooker on Mondays or Tuesdays, uh, Rust, but generally on Wednesdays at eight. And the new hit show, Ali and Herring's Twitch of Fun, it gets less viewers and listeners every week, it is at Thursday night at 8 pm. Hoary Horse, who you just saw, is on that. Um, do subscribe if you feel like it. Uh, also, we have a, another Kickstarter on the go. This one for self-playing snooker. We've got a wonderful Puna, Punani Panini style album uh, with all 32 me's, two referees, two commentators and another four and a big picture of me, one of me, two together. So 40 stickers, stats, all sorts of stuff. There's T-shirts, there's badges, there's membership cards and... All the profit from this, once we've paid for producing all this stuff, will be put back into helping live comedy and helping some comedy clubs keep going through this pandemic. So it's all for a good cause. We're not taking any of the money ourselves. Uh, You can also get things like... video personalized video message from one of the me's you can you can actually sponsor an episode of me one versus me two snooker which i think is very exciting but uh check that out kickstarter it's um rahalastapa.co.uk slash kickstarter is the easiest way to get there uh thanks so much for all your support thanks for helping us get the stone clearing one over the line now let's sit back relax and enjoy another rahalastapa with bilal zafar
1: hello
0: Am I in the right place? Welcome. Please, please welcome a man who has nearly finished his book. It's Richard Herring. Hello. Welcome. Lovely to be back uh, remotely again uh, with another Richard Herring's Little Snooker Table podcast. It's uh, the same as the usual podcast, but there's a little snooker table in the background. Look, there it is. can't believe it's taken me that long to realise that that fitted the acronym. But I was hanging out uh, with a mobile blacksmith the other day. I genuinely saw a guy who was running a smithy, like a blacksmith thing, from the back of a van. He had a portable furnace and he was making horseshoes in this farm. I've never seen anything as a mate. It's genuinely the coolest thing I've ever seen. He calls it Rahalastapa, anyway, that guy. But I kind of think, you know, is there any profession that would be more, if you could travel back in time to the original blacksmiths and go, Look one day this bloke will not only be able to travel around to make horseshoes but he'll have a little tiny portable furnace in his vehicle as well. It would have blown their blacksmith minds if they would thought that. And yet blacksmiths you still need a blacksmith to make horseshoes. That's the kind of crazy world we live in. That's what happens even in the countryside those are the crazy things uh, that you think about um I've been uh, what I've been thinking about this week I know the, there's a lot of stuff about Russia Uh, trying to hack stuff and ruin elections and stuff and trying to get the secret recipe for the vaccine by hacking into the Oxford computers. What I think is they should make a fake recipe for a vaccine. It should be like when people have a shared fridge and someone's nicked all their milk and then they put, like, spunk or something in the milk or laxatives or something like that. We could put in a fake uh, vaccine recipe that looks like it works, but it's a slow-acting poison. And then everyone in Russia will take it, and they'll all die. And then we'll we can just walk in and nick their stuff, and we'll have won. And it'll be their fault for stealing. That's the thing. I mean, it's sort of a, it's a bit genocide-y, but it's the only way those cheeky Russians will learn. That's what I say. So that's my idea. Um, and what else has been going on? Oh, my son is obsessed with um, the the song "Bananas in Pajamas." I don't know if you've heard it, uh, but once you hear it, it's. The version we've got is literally 25 seconds long. It's just the ver- bananas in pyjamas. And it's just that, and then it stops. And so we just have to put it on repeat. And once you've heard bananas in pyjamas 40 times in a row, it starts to get it starts to get under your skin. Um, if you don't know the song, is bananas in pyjamas are coming down the stairs. Bananas in pyjamas are coming down in pairs. Bananas in pyjamas are chasing teddy bears. Because on Tuesdays, they all try to catch them unawares which it seems like a jolly thing on the first read. But when you hear it a lot of times, you start to read between the lines a bit on this. The bananas have been upstairs in bed or preparing for bed and they are still in their pyjamas. But now they're coming down the stairs. That's a bit weird. Why are they coming down? Is it the morning time? Not one at a time, but banana shoulder to banana shoulder. So if you try and run past them and get back up the stairs to possible safety, there's no chance. It's, it's a wall of bananas. The two sinister bananas, maybe more than that, they're just in pairs. So there's maybe four, six, eight. They are chasing teddy bears. Not for fun, mind you. You might think it's just a fun game where fruit has been given clothes, motion and consciousness, and it plays tags with soft toys that have also charmingly come alive. No, the evil bananas are attempting to catch the teddy bears without the realising, wants to catch them unawares. There's no consent in this game. Consent is the last thing the bananas want. They want to catch the teddy bears off guard, and yet perversely, presumably to shit the teddy bears up, if the sight of two animated cock-shaped foodstuff dressed ready for bed that I think we can assume they'll be dragging the bears into is not scary enough. Uh, the Bananas have set this purge of the teddy bears in the calendar to a specific day. They're not going to cat this Tuesday. Every, it's Tuesday every time. They're hoping to catch them unaware on Tuesday. They're not going to catch them too unaware on maybe the third or fourth Tuesday, are they? are they? Even if your head is full of fluff, you're eventually going to put two and two together and work out what's happening. Oh, it's Tuesday. It's bedtime. The bananas are put on their pyjamas. Looks like we're about to get Chase captured and have both ends of a pair of bananas inserted into whatever orifice they can find. Let's not get onto the the zucchini and bikinis that are in the other version of the song he listens to. They're behind the bananas and joining in the bear hunt. They're at the best. The Gislaine Maxwells, that's what I call a Gislaine Maxwell <laughs> of all of this. Finding the bears, encouraging the bananas to go for them, putting on scanty swimwear to encourage and engorge the bananas further. I know a lot of people are trying to cancel inappropriate children's literature at the moment, but how we're not starting with this. This is this is worse than the worst thing that David Walliams has done. And believe me, he has done a lot of bad stuff. So um hope you're enjoying uh, these Twitch streams. that so We're doing them uh, live uh, on Wednesday nights. Not for the next two weeks, because I'm about to go on TV. If you think I'm coming back and doing this shit after I've been on TV, you're sadly mistaken. This is the last one. Fuck you all. I never liked you. I was using you to get onto TV, and now I'm on TV, so fuck you. Uh, it won't be on for a bit, so I'll probably carry on uh, on doing this until it's on. And then fuck you. Uh, and then I'm going on holiday for a week. So we'll be back uh, in a fortnight. Um, we've got some fantastic guests coming up. Go to richhane.com. Slash Rohelastopata slash tour, and you can find out who's coming up. Uh, I've nearly finished my book, as I said. I've just got like a about 10 more pages to copy edit, and then uh, we're done. So uh, it's all very exciting times for me at the moment. I'm very much looking forward to the next week. Um, and not, I won't be able to do anything on Twitch, but you, remember, you can subscribe. If you're with Amazon Prime, you can give me some money for free or become a badger, or you can. Pre-order that book that I'm talking about. It's called "The Problem with Men: uh, when's International Men's Day and Why It Matters." Go to Amazon or Waterstones or wherever you like. Just put in a pre-order. You don't even have to buy it. You can un-pre-order it later. Uh, If it gets pre-ordered a lot, then they think it's good, and then they put it in the shops and everything, and then it might sell some copies, which would be, you know, it would be nice for a change. (laughs) It'd be nice to get royalties for once, rather than just be paid some money and never earn it back from the publishers. They'll they'll catch on to that one of these fine days. Anyway, enough of my yakking. Uh, let's get on with this. Uh, my final guest ever on Rahal Mustafa. Uh, He's probably best known for appearing in the background of Hollyoaks on at least three episodes of Hollyoaks. That's where you've seen him before. Will you please welcome the amazing Bilal Zafar, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. There he is, Bilal. Just Hello. Did I say that all right for you, Bilal? Yeah, is that okay? that's
1: fine. Is that, I, is that I okay? Like... Yeah.
0: Yeah, is that how you say it?
1: Well, okay. So you tweeted that you were very anxious about this.
0: Well, I had a dream, mm-hmm. and I'm quite cross with you because I had. A, I think you know it's nice of me to have you on my podcast in the first place, mate. And um, I introduced you, and I said your name like that, and you were all like, "Oh no, no, actually." And it, you, know, you were saying, it, you know, and they said, "No, it's pronounced like this." I was going to make a to start of the. Podcast. Oh, I did
1: it's it live, like and
0: then I would pronounce it like you pronounce. You said, "No, no, no, no," <laughs> be like. No, and you've been really arsy about it, and I, under my breath, I was going, "Come on, mate, we're just." A... We were also in a big warehouse full of sort of punks. It was like a post-apocalyptic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I don't like your attitude there in the dream.
1: And was so I dressed that's... like a punk or just myself? No, you were
0: dressed. I don't. You weren't dressed like a punk. You were dressed like yourself. Mm. I just thought it was rude, you know. I... And especially now, I've listened to loads of interviews with you. Loads of people have pronounced your name wrong. Well, it's rude never that pick you them said up, it So was... I don't know why you picked up on
1: in my dream on it it's and I'm quite offended you were rude in the dream in the warehouse now it's not a, a, something i have a big problem with my name well kind of yeah so i'll tell you so the actual pronunciation
0: yeah. is
1: bilal zafar right but okay if if you don't have an english name you get used to That's, people. this saying is what you wrong. were like
0: in the dream that was all you know. put in like... It's fine
1: no, yeah, I, okay. I don't it's the thing i get um, I really don't care how people say it so it's funny that you thought so when I got I, re- I remember primary school the teacher being like it's Bilal and I just had to accept it and okay. the thing is though <laughs> Zafar sounds sounds good that makes it sound classy so I don't yeah. mind okay. I don't, yeah I don't have a problem with it but do you
0: think that calling yourself Zafar Cakes mm. on all your Twitter feed that make that implies it's pronounced Zafar
1: yeah but again rather than it's really not a big deal
0: okay well, you. I wish you'd tell your dream version of yourself like that, because I nearly, I uh, nearly cancelled the entire oh, really? dream. Yeah, I just thought you were so. You know, I was being nice. I had you on the mm. podcast. It's you know. <laughs> right. Well, but there we go. I'm glad we've cleared the air because you know it was it was something that was it was bothering me. And if you behave like that in dreams, how mm. are you going to behave in reality?
1: That's true. I'm glad we cleared the air.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, um, tell me about being... In Ho- that's been in my dream oh. to be in Hollyoaks. Really? That's, that's, yeah, I wanted to be like... I'm too old now. It would be disgusting now. But I wanted to be like a 40-year-old man who came into town and basically all the women in it fancied him. He got off with them all. I thought that would be a good character. Basically, Dan Tetzel, who I've done some work, with, then got that more oh, or less job. That, that happened. Job. Um, yeah, he
1: got that job. So, I was an extra. So, when I was at uni, yeah. I went to uni in the northwest, and they film... Hollyoak somewhere there. So you'd get like 70 quid a day for being an extra. But the thing is, you're not, no one's too old. I was, so I was in it a lot because I was like actually young and we were all college students. There were people that were way older in the class. The camera's just not on them. It's really weird. There was a guy that's (laughs) bold at this college.
0: Sometimes um, you get older people at, at colleges as well.
1: You do, but yeah. Was Hollyoaks one of? the... Do you at a college? Yeah, mature students.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember the college in Holly. I mean, maybe it's after my time that you were in Hollyoaks. So I don't remember you in don't, it. I, 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 I watched it quite a lot through the '90s and early 2000s, and then you know I realised I was a 40 year old band, and maybe it was time to stop watching Hollyoaks. <laughs> it's not but, very uh... good, though, is it? It's not very good. Not re- I mean, <laughs> it's not very good. You know, um, did you get to see any of the stars of Hololux behaving in a starry and up themselves?
1: Yeah. Manner. There was a little bit where we queued to get food, and one of the actors just went in front of me. Right. Uh, there was a guy who came down some stairs and stood there like he was really important. Uh, <laughs> um, That's kind of it. Some of them were really? quite nice. Right. You know, because it's mean,
0: it's difficult, isn't it? It's supporting artists, I think we mm. are supposed to call you. That's the politically um, correct term for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a difficult job, and uh, and well, it's covered in uh, Ricky Gervais's extras, which Gervais. uh, um, I have some problems with. The, I watched a bit of it today on Facebook. It's, it's funny. I think the first series of it is mm. very good. Mm. I think the second series is all right, but I think the first series is great. But they, but it's uh yeah it's it's that world of you're not really actors, are you when you're when you're an extra nah that really.
1: his whole his sitcom is uh quite misleading because you can't just be in the background of a show and then get a sitcom no extras are weird by the way, yeah. can I just say <laughs> yeah, I know. they're strange people <laughs> a lot of the time <laughs> um yeah, I've had weird experience, yeah ooh, oh yeah i that's why I stopped doing extra work. it was easy money, this is yeah. when I was like. 18 or 19 sure um why did they not just get loads of people from the college like like
0: you'd think lots of people would want to do that job and they could get age age appropriate people it's not fun
1: it's not fun work you just sit there all day have you done it i
0: haven't done it but i've done acting in things i've done acting in things where you haven't got that much to Mm -hmm. do and yeah it's that's it's an incredibly but it's still incredibly dull yeah i find it very a lot of waiting around for Mm -hmm. stuff isn't it Mm mm-hmm I mean, you. Do, I mean, obviously, I've been on your uh, acting school of excellence, and you, you have done. Uh, we'll get onto all your comedy and all your Twitch stuff, of course. But you have done a, quite a few. You've, you actually do acting for reals. I the, tried. The
1: yeah, I've done so, like three things. Yeah, it's good, which isn't, isn't it? bad. It's, no, it's, it's hard. It's, very it, it's proud. hard to get in stuff. It's. Very... You've been in a
0: film. You've been in a proper film, Hollywood blockbuster
1: Hollywood. film. Very easy money acting. Yeah. So
0: well, I'll if even... you can get the job, but it's, I, I heard you being interviewed saying you'd auditioned for Sherlock, which I also auditioned for, and I auditioned for a worse part than you than you did. What were you? Going my for? part had one line, I think. It was called something like in, "Indignant Man," my character. <laughs> and then when I watched, I didn't get it. I went all the way into Richmond to do the audition, and it was a, a, a I was running because I was got the wrong train, mm. uh, and it was a two line audition. And when I watched it, genuinely, the guy was the, the, the screen was all blurry because sherlock had just been knocked over or something so it was just like an effect of this guy so you couldn't even see his face and just like
1: well that's good you didn't do the it. Wait, he couldn't really hear you would have been sad though if you got that and then it oh, i wouldn't oh, because oh.
0: i was you know i was modest enough to know that i hadn't done much acting and i kind of thought look if i'm going to do some acting i've got to get in basically the ground floor level i've yeah. done a few little bits but it's very very rare that I've got something that I didn't write. <laughs> so, so I did. Uh, I was Percy the Shepherd in uh, Servants, as I'm sure you're aware.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's probably, I mean, it must be difficult for you to be sit, sat there talking to me when you know, it when called? you remember that. Per, I was Percy the Shepherd. It was Servants. I think it was up against like Big Brother. It was up against some really big Channel 4 or ITV show. And I think it might have been Big Brother in the early days mm-hmm. that just took all the. Um, all the viewers, so nobody watched it. No, but I zero it. people I it watched sort of, it. Yeah. That's sad. I played, sad. Sort, of, I pl- I played <laughs> sort of comedy shepherd. So that was the one, <laughs> I think that's a... the one job I auditioned for. I did the audition and thought, I'm going to get this. And I did get it. Well and done. And I did it and I was good. good. money? Um, it probably I really was not okay, I want to know yeah. how much. I can't planning? remember. It was two. It was early on. It was it was like early after the double app but two thousand and one mm. or two thousand and two, something like that. Mm. Um, so it would have been good money, and I didn't have any. I wasn't getting paid very much at that time, so I would have appreciated uh, appreciated the money. But yeah, yeah. If you get the part, then yeah. You, especially if you've got hardly anything to do. Yeah, that's very good money. But it, so the movies, the Last Christmas, Last Christmas. Was that, that was obviously. a big payday. For, I haven't seen it. I've heard uh, reports of it. What have you had?
1: What reports? I
0: heard that you were really good in
1: it. Good, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good. It was. It's like the the. I didn't have a particularly good year last year. Things didn't really go my way and stuff. But then that popped up. I just had to go into an audition room and react to my fish dying. That was okay. it. And then I was in a film where I play Amelia Clarke's friend. I was mad. That's not too bad. Nah, it was good. It's but you know, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because it's luck so you don't get cocky about it um but yeah, it's sort I mean, of
0: i mean that's what i what i find fascinating about acting is there is a lot of luck in it because i've i've been on both sides more auditioning than uh, you know being the person doing the taking the being the person who's auditioning actors yeah. rather than acting auditioning myself mm-hmm. and often you get down to a choice of two people and you go i don't know could be either of them they're both good and so it's all, you know, there might be three people in the room, two people say one of them, and one says the other. And so that, the, you go with the two people. Mm. Sometimes it's two two people and two people, and then you go, oh, well, I'll go for this one. Like x And like, if that is the, if it's then you're auditioning to be in a new sitcom called The Office, yeah. then suddenly you become like an international film star. Pretty much most of those guys have gone on to be, at least certainly 10 years of great work maybe 20 years of great work off the back of that if it goes to the other guy then you might never get that you might get a break later but your chances are you won't get a break like that again and then you become bankable and marketable and then you get all the parts you want so it's there's that's where i think it's luck because Mm. you see the stat this you do auditions when you take auditions you see a lot of people and and some of them are surprisingly bad right some of them are just going how the fuck are you even yeah, in yeah, here?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you I haven't must even have read like that.
1: When when I first auditioned, I just read off the page. I didn't. Yeah. and it took the casting lady that gets me my things to be like, "You can't do it like that. <laughs> you yeah. have to learn it and know it." Um, so I was probably one of those. I mean, yeah. I'm sure
0: I have been to an extent as well. But it's like even even if you're reading it, but you haven't. It's like they haven't even read it. Through, you know, they're mispronouncing words. You think like you've got the script in advance at least. Find out how to say the word eunuch rather than saying ouch. Wait, you know, wait. whatever.
1: <laughs> what was it?
0: It was the word eunuch. It was, the fe- it was a joke about the female eunuch, and one of the actors came in and said the female unch, which I've now put. It's actually I've just put that in um yeah. in my sitcom. Someone calling it the female unch maybe made me laugh. The female unch that's and then good. and then as the, you you can't really go. Oh no, that is so wrong to go. Oh no, that's actually that's unit uh, because it feels so you just have to let it go and go well you haven't got the part yeah you just didn't you, you bother to find it how to pronounce that
1: yeah yeah that's tough but then have you done have you ever done a lot of prep for an audition because that's hard because
0: yeah I, yeah I'd see I don't take them very so I've I've auditioned what have I, I auditioned for one of the Late. I think the last bridget Jones film <laughs> uh-huh. where I was gonna play and in the end I saw this film and they the character didn't even make it in I recognized my lines because I did learn the brilliant. lines for this one or I tried to um and uh, some a different character ended up doing the lines but I was playing some it was to play some professor interviewing one of the characters brilliant um and I did put in quite a lot of work for that but then you would, I was just went around to someone's house and there was just like an you know an assistant with a camera mm. not giving any direction. And then you just had to sort of do it, and I found it absolutely impossible. So I was absolutely terrible.
1: Yeah, that's hard. I went for some an American sitcom to be the lead, uh, but I had to learn eleven pages, (laughs) right? Which was just a nightmare because you know I'm I like with stand up, I do everything off bullet points. I don't type stuff out. Yeah. Um. So that was hard. And then you do it, yeah. You obviously don't get it. But then even if I got it, I would have got to the next round. So that's just, I mean, but I guess that's what it takes to be a a star in America. Yeah,
0: and sometimes, but sometimes people don't audition well and are good when you if you do cast them, and some people audition brilliantly and then aren't that good, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very flawed system. They usually do it by, you know, I've done quite a few video ones now, but that's really difficult as well. Oh yeah. Um, I, but I quite enjoy watching the ones when they've got like uh, the the last one I did, the girl who got the part, she, her husband. Who was American was reading in the other lines, but didn't know any of the references and stuff. Oh. And he was just he was getting it all wrong, and but she was she was actually it was one of the most brilliant uh, reads. Of, we couldn't find anyone to do this character, and she was just brilliant at it. But even with this very wooden man not knowing, I can't, I can't remember who it was that he couldn't he didn't pronounce their name name correctly. It was very funny, but uh, yeah, so it's 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 a it's a mugs game. Don't become an actor. Don't do. And none it. of them
1: can work. None of them can work now. That's it. They're all screwed. Oh yeah, they're all in those Zoom adverts. Awful. <laughs> awful. Waiting for a takeaway to come in a in really bad quality. I hate it. Yeah. I hate I well, Zoom TV shows.
0: I would I would like to thank you very much for the high quality of your I would I'm sure the people watching would uh, and listening as well would like to thank you for the high quality of your equipment, which is as we were saying before, and Richard Osman, the TV producer and multi millionaire. Just did everything off his iPad, saying why? Well, well, iPads as good as a laptop, but it it definitely wasn't, and it wasn't as good
1: as this. That's heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, that that happened. You yeah. say he doesn't have a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> he does on the show. He does. It doesn't. It's nothing in the laptop.
0: It doesn't work. It's just a prop. So it's not. It's not even a laptop. So that his laptop is not a laptop. It's just a prop to make it look like he's looking up the answers rather than someone telling him in his ear. But he's getting him in the, the air answer. and looking. Yeah. Uh, that's, oh, yeah.
1: Isn't TV horrible? It is horrible, but he's a lovely, lovely man. to so give nice. him.
0: He's very nice. <laughs> you should go on. Do you like doing quizzes? Are you any good at quizzes? I you like
1: can... watching them a yeah. lot. I love watching Pointless. Um, I watch The Chase, but I don't like it. Uh, what's the one where that guy presents it? Where? Oh, I can't. I won't remember the name. I like the ITV ones that have fake laugh tracks. <laughs> They're always good when someone makes a really bad joke and it's a loud laugh out of nowhere. <laughs> I enjoy that very much. Yeah.
0: You'd be good. I'll I'll get you on house. Of games. I've, I've the only thing I can do for you young comedians I can yeah. I can suggest that you get asked to go on house of games. Yeah. I think you'd be good on house of games. Please. It's good for comedians because it's it's sort of the logic of it is uh is uh is very comedic. I think there's a lot of sort of puns and any, stuff and putting things together.
1: Any TV? Any TV where I don't have to go on and like debate a racist guy <laughs> on Saturday morning. Oh, <laughs> you know well we'll get on to that later in, okay. uh,
0: in this podcast <laughs> uh though i i read that twitch are cutting down on people being racist and homophobic which is really going to cut down my output on this channel i have to yeah, say so that's sad whatever what am i, I going to be able to say if i can't is that you can't say anything break? these days that's the thing you can't say you can't say anything anymore you can't can't say yeah. anything you can't it's disgraceful <laughs> it's, it's a terrible terrible that's spot on what you yeah. just said there, thank you. Well, it's, a, it's an original thought I've you can't had, say and, anything. I, and it's time someone. You can't even say that you can't say anything. Really, no. that's the thing. That's if very I dangerous. if I said that if I said that you can't say anything, mm. cancelled. So you can't even say what happens you to you on
1: Twitter now for that. I'm
0: gonna watch. I'm gonna watch out for that. So yeah. you grew up in Wanstead, which is a, not a, a borough that I know very much about. Well,
1: Redbridge is the borough.
0: Okay, um, Wanstead is a, a little town. Well, it seems to have quite. A, a big history. I looked it up on Wikipedia, but most of the things have been knocked down. Most of the historic things have uh, been
1: destroyed. Well, it's weird because the thing is, if you sound from Wantage, Wanstead is kind of fan- like now it's really fancy and like all hipstery. I'm not. I am from there technically, but I grew up on like a council estate bit, right? Which is sort of near the fancy high street. So when people hear that, I must sound middle class. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a nice place. Very expensive if- now. Can
0: you convince me uh, to go on holiday to Wanstead? What would you say if I say, I'm thinking of going on holiday? (laughs) I'm thinking of going to Wanstead. Convince me why I should go to Wanstead. Okay.
1: You've got um, MS. Okay, Uh, that's good. Duck Pond. Very, very love, beautiful Duck Pond. Yeah. A war memorial if you're a patriot. Mm hmm. They they have those everywhere. Oh, but this one is, I mean. um, What about. the the
0: sign from the pub about the cherry pie. Have you seen that sign? There's no. a pub with a, it's a from the 1700s a cherry pie. It's commemorating a cherry pie from the 1700s. If I lived anywhere near one, said I'd be looking at that. that I'd be right in looking at that. We're very day. different
1: people um i've never noticed house time. do you
0: ever been to Wanstead House? Wanstead
1: house uh what is it like a um... well
0: you won't have been there because it was demolished it was um, demolished to satisfy the think that this is from memory the duke of wellington's gambling debts but well, i don't understand how demolishing a house mm. pays your gambling debts such just sort of unless someone goes i hate you i wasn't let involved you this if <laughs> i could smash your
1: house to i wasn't involved in any of th- i'm not H- saying H- you No, know from memory about this Because
0: I read about it on Wikipedia today, so this is, I'm not looking at it right now. So it's not. No, no. What about the Churchill statue in in Wanstead? Because Churchill was the MP for.
1: Do you think that should be taken down? Yeah. Should be yanked down? For a laugh, you know. Take it down. (laughs) I'll take it down. I'll go do it now after this. It's not far. Um, I remember when someone put lipstick on it once. That was funny. That's good. Um, I guess I could do something quite offensive for some PR. Yeah. Uh, take it down. It's going to be difficult. Are you going to help? How do you how do you take a statue down yourself? It's
0: pretty hard, I think, to take a statue down mm. if it's been bolted on correctly. I think that's the point of them, really. Though Occasionally, like, someone will steal there, Like, if they're, they're, those Henry Moore kind of abstract, beautiful, abstract mm. things are made of solid bronze. I mean, a lot of these statues are made of bronze, which if you melt it down, you can get quite a lot of money for. So if you can manage to yank one up, you can... I think Could Colston I get would, one have those used, blow would have got a bit of money for Coles. Melt it. You'd melt a bit of it, but I think they sort of. You'd need some kind of digger. I think with Colston because it was hollow, they managed to use the pressure of lots of bodies to just pull it down. But I think it took some time.
1: Okay, I'll get. I think some it of would the... be difficult to do on your own. I'll get some of the youths of the area together. Yeah, give them some cigs, and we'll pull down the Churchill statue, and I'll live stream it on Twitch.
0: Okay, that's a good idea. Got a some... laugh. Um, and. Who is your favourite... You're not on the famous people from Wanstead. I have to to let you know that. Okay. I'm Um, on the notable
1: people from my school.
0: You're on the notable people from your
1: university? And I didn't look at your school. Am I on the university? Yeah. Someone put me there. The school is good because uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan went there. Oh, did he? Yeah.
0: Well, uh... My, you could have fa- my favourite Wanstead famous people are Robert Dudley who was uh, the Queen Elizabeth I's lover I think really he died in Wanstead oh uh, yeah uh, okay. I, can't, I can't remember he was the Earl of Leicester or something I can't remember what he was Jesse Wallace from uh, from uh, EastEnders
1: oh uh, yeah I used to see her all the time yeah no, I go. used to walk past her on the high street uh,
0: Sheridan the playwright Do you ever see him walking around he wrote for School for Scandal yep. yeah you've seen him walking around seen you? him around <laughs> yeah
1: <good. laughs>
0: Your university, in your university of Bolton. You went to, I didn't know there was a university of Bolton. Uh, nobody does. Um, so that's well done. Going there, must have been Sam Allardyce went there, did he? Stuart, yeah, Stuart no. McConey, the boxer. Is <laughs> no, it which this is all wrong? Stuart McConey went there, firstly. Some about... of the Buzzcocks, Pete Shelley from the Buzzcocks went there. I feel
1: like I need no, firstly, from to... <laughs> One-stead, right? the thing about that is that's a very small area but it's close yes. to so many like Jonathan Ross is from round the corner so is David yeah. Beckham so there's a lot of people that are sort of from the, this uh, is Bolton I'm Alfred about. Hitchcock the Bolton. Alfred Hitchcock is from my bit of East London but just okay. not One-stead. so I just want to say if he's not on Wikipedia it's not good there's okay, a lot of people from the University of Bolton who've no, done well wrong. the
0: boxer guy I can't remember his name the one of the, the,
1: the boxers was the, the, oh I, mean, I can't the university yeah. is really new so I don't think Sam Allardyce went there. I don't think he's well, got so a it says
0: it says Pete Shelley from the Buzzcocks, Harold Howard DeVito, another he uh, was a member of the Buzzcocks for a while. That is a lie. It's on the it's on the Wikipedia some, page. Why would they lie? PR.
1: This is PR from the why university. Would they, um, why would they lie? Yeah, very disappointing, um, uni.
0: Good. Well that's that's all of that. That's all that sorted out. That's that's that bit um, done. That's all that that's that's done. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. So um, I, I, I like the. I haven't seen any of your shows, but I like the sound of them all, and I especially like the sound of the the show that you you were nominated as best newcomer. You, uh, did, I,
1: I introduced you right in the um, new act of the year Les Square. Yes! Theatre. I didn't thing. think you'd. I'd, yeah. So I've got. Yeah. I'm not going to get it. You gave me the runner-up certificate right. for the and Ther- New Comedian of the Year 2015. Got five was quite announced.
0: drunk, and I was quite drunk,
1: and oh. uh, ate a lot of pizza. There was free pizzas
0: backstage, and uh, there was a lot of people with difficult to pronounce names on that night. That's what I remember about that. What's so that? I probably was backstage going,
1: "How do I, how do I say it?" Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not it's like it that's used all to be a comedy.
1: It's all uh... you've got to get the names
0: right, otherwise it's rude, isn't it? Especially if you're the compare. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you yeah. came second in that. You came, you won the the Hackney Empire new act yeah. that uh, Stuart Lee Did was. Did we do that? I did. I did the same year. Strictly won, and I did not get. I didn't get to the final. But did
1: I, I did. Oh, you didn't get to the final. No,
0: I didn't get to the final. I was in. I was in. I think I might have got through one round. There was quite a lot of rounds to get through. I wasn't very good at that stage. It was 1990. I think he won. It was. We'd only just wow. moved to London, and I hadn't really got a stand-up act. Um, and I think I did okay in the first heat, and then yeah, of-
1: I won that in 2016. It's so the year after yeah. being runner-up. So twenty six years after Stuart Lee won it, you went. that's that's a terrifying and statistic. I was, I was. Do you want it? I was born in ninety one. I know. I've seen it. Were you? What was that like when he won it? Was that annoying for you? No, I was. Remember
0: being. I remember people saying that I looked happier than he did. Because uh, <laughs> I think it, I was like amazed that he. I knew he was good, Uh but he. We were super new, and I know it's the new act uh, award, but. um I didn't think he, you know, and, and we were working together. So I think I thought, oh, great! This is you know, this is only going to help if he's if he's done well in a competition, it will help us both. So I wasn't, I wasn't, and I didn't really want to do stand up, and I didn't see myself as a stand up. So I wasn't that bothered about me not getting very far. And that's correct. Um, but uh, yeah, but he, that, that ultimately he was just interested in doing stand up. Really, that's why the I don't think the double act was ever really going to work in a long term sense because he just wanted to do his own thing. Really. So uh you know, I should have been I should have been crying. You
1: should have been crying.
0: I should I should have gone, no, this is the time this is the time to veer off, get away from him. Yeah. yeah. In nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety could have changed history. Um but uh yeah, so but actually getting nominated for best newcomer at the fringe is probably even that's a that's a
1: bigger deal, do you think that's than, the one that you put on the main bit of your bio. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean it's weird cuz I didn't know it was a thing really before it happened. So because I wasn't uh I just did a show I didn't sort of plan. You know how a lot of comedians do a thing where they do 40 minutes every year yeah. and then do the hours to try and get nominated. I didn't know about that stuff. I just liked my cake shop show and just did it and it just happened which was I guess that's a nice way for things to happen. Um but it's been it's been pretty crap since then. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: You know. So tell us about I mean I know you've talked about this a lot, but tell us briefly about what the the premise of that show was, because it is a is a it's a nice idea.
1: So my Twitter handle is uh cakes or Zafar cakes Cakes, you know. And what happened was this was I think this was yeah, 2015 maybe, early two thousand fifteen. My okay, so a hashtag started trending. It was hashtag boycott Muslim Businesses that was getting popular on Twitter. My brother, who has a Twitter account, tweeted Boycott Zaffer Cakes. He's a cake shop in Bristol, and he refuses to serve non-Muslims. Refused to serve non-Muslims, that's it. And uh, a lot of people got very angry, and then I just went with it. And I've never... I hadn't been to Bristol at that point. And uh, it just became a huge thing. Like, yeah, it was really weird. People could have easily researched it and seen it was a joke. Could have scrolled down my feed and saw that I did stand up, but they were just so angry. And that became the... um, I made an hour out of that <laughs> yeah. and that became my yeah debut show um i mean now like racism is way more mainstream now yeah
0: i mean maybe it helped maybe help
1: hopefully it wasn't as good
0: <laughs> it wasn't as
1: good then yeah no. racism hadn't taken off in the way it has now
0: you well know? it's like i did hit the mustache which was about how you know the country could never become fascist and and the feeling like we we were moving on to the next stage where we were going to defeat racism but you know, again, if anything, yeah, I think, I think we, we helped both fueled, helped, yeah,
1: helped both helped fascists. move it along, yeah.
0: <laughs> And now it's brilliant. It's
1: I mean, great. <laughs>
0: it's great. Yeah, it's very successful. I think it, the thing with racism—I don't know if the racists have looked into it—but it usually just doesn't work out that well for the racists. It's fun for a little bit if you if you enjoy, you know, persecuting people based on where they're from, which I can understand the fun of that. It's uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. It is fun, but ultimately it, rebound, it it comes back and it rebounds on you and it's quite bad. So I don't know if they've looked that far ahead in the, the history books as to what happens to racists generally. You know, but, you know, maybe, they, maybe they'll get a lucky break this time.
1: Yeah, it could be there, like, yeah.
0: I felt we gave fascism a good go before our time in the 1930s and 1940s. I think we really cared, let's give fascism a crack mm. and it didn't work out and I would have thought let's not do that again, but some people just say, let, maybe it was just the personalities behind it that didn't, maybe it was, you know. If anything, you know, Hitler is sort of better than the ones we've got now, and he's, the ones we've got now don't have the charisma
1: of Hitler. That's true, yes. That's what they always I'm say. i not Hitler was good. I'm just saying good he, was at good. At he was good. Public speaking. Yes. Yeah. That's what they always say. <laughs> he's really good at that. I don't think we've got a new Hitler, that's the thing. Do you think that's what we need?
0: Yeah, I think if we want it to work, I think we've got to get sort of Hitler times two. Yeah, like like man, you need a
1: new Alex Ferguson. Yes. It. yeah.
0: But I kind of hope, I, I you know, I kind of hope it doesn't happen. Fingers
1: crossed.
0: Because mm. um, I'm a quite a liberal guy at the end of the day. Uh, and so you've done a few other shows. So uh, I mean, I like I like that. I like the the using. I must have seen some bits of that. That was what you were doing at the. That's uh, what I did Lester's in the final.
1: final. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was doing. That was my final. My competition set was five minutes.
0: Of yeah. that, basically. So that's that's. I mean, that's the kind of thing. You know, that's the kind of thing I like. That's a little bit like my International Men's Day thing in a way. It's sort of using the internet to, mm. not saying you at me, uh, and are obsessed with me. Notice you've got a I paid a pound badge, on, Though that's the original I paid a pound badge.
1: Oh, so this is like rare,
0: is it? That's well, I think like you could probably put that on eBay and get two pounds for it, which is more than you paid for it. Two or three, Good I investment. think people. People ask for them all the time, and we don't. I've got two left. I
1: don't. So you obviously don't remember. I don't remember how I got this, but you wouldn't. It was a very long time ago. So I was. This is when I'd left uni. This was in the in Manchester. So I'd moved to Manchester. I was a care worker, and you were doing a show at the Lowry, I believe. It might have been two thousand, maybe two thousand and fourteen or fifty. I'm not sure. Don't know. Mm. But I tweeted. Right. I didn't at him. Everybody. I tweeted. Richard Herring's doing a show in like near me, but it's twenty pounds. I can't afford it. And you searched your name and replied, yeah, and told you, "You can come for free if you can't afford it." And I did.
0: I'm a nice guy, am I? That I'm glad nice. that's paid off. I'm glad that's paid off and and, and become public, showing what a great guy I am.
1: So you gave me two tickets. That's forty pounds, and 40 I won thirty nine pounds. <laughs> How oh, you bought um, the back? You bought the back. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's fine. That was very nice, but I felt bad about it because I didn't mean to criticize your price. I just I didn't know you'd see the well, tweet. Well, I'm cheap.
0: I'm cheap compared to most comedians, but I also th- but I've always I, we shouldn't publicize this too much. But you know, I get certain you get as you know as a comedian, you get a certain number of comps anyway, and I very rarely use them anyway, and I would rather people mm. were in and if the theater's not full, I'd rather you know get get the seats as full as they as possible, especially with people who want to come. So if I so I do search. I search my name on uh, Twitter anyway because I think it's interesting. It. To s- yeah, I just see, it's it's interesting to see what people are saying about you. It's not people say it's a vanity search. It's absolutely not a vanity search because not not most of it isn't very nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not like if, if people are saying something nice about you, they'll generally at you in. But if they, you know, that I just think it's interesting to get a for flavour of what is going on. But uh, there's not that much I have to say. But I, you know, but it, I don't. I don't think it's arrogant. I don't think it's vain. I just, and I think it's quite like I've heard you say you don't read your reviews and things like that. I mean, no. I always, I always haven't read my reviews and everything. I'm kind of interested. You never read to, them either. No, I always read them. I'm, I'm interested to see what people think. But people are dumb. I know, I don't care. But so, but as long as you know that and you go, okay, but if 20 people say the same thing, then you go, okay, there might be something in that.
1: That's or if, good. Uh, yeah.
0: And occasionally, you know, or, or it's just, it's just interesting to see what, what is going on there, and also stuff like that—that that, you know, you're coming to do a gig, and you want to make sure that people who can can get in to see it. So I've always said that. I don't know if I'd known you're a care worker, I would have absolutely even more so. I don't know if I did know that, but clap for me um, now. You know, I will I mean, clap for
1: you. I don't do it now, obviously.
0: But you know, that's it's like if people ask or if people are asking about, it, then they're likely to be a fan of, of the show, you know, of, of me or and want to see it. So it just seems crazy not to to do that. So you know, if anyone is, I'm not touring at the moment, but if anyone
1: is. If can't get wants to a free anyone. ticket. Tweet. But if tweet, anyone
0: can't that. afford it, I would like people not to abuse it, and I don't think people do abuse it. Some the only annoying thing is if you do it, and sometimes I do have to pay a small amount for the ticket. I don't think I did it in your case. Mm-hmm. Um, then if the person doesn't turn up, that's annoying. So sometimes people go, "I can't afford to come to your show," and go, oh, "You have some free tickets," and they go, "Oh, uh, okay," and then they don't show up because it's like International oh, They just wanted to complain about something and oh, then don't come. I'm really um, angry so I, about that. So that's, that's annoying.
1: But, yeah, I, I do that. I, I should just say I comp a lot of people. And um, do you ever get annoyed by how expensive your tickets are? Not like furious, but do you ever feel a bit weird about it? Do you know what I mean? I don't think
0: that. Compared to everyone else, mine are, mine are cheap money. £20 is the most I think they've ever been at. Yeah. I don't, maybe maybe a couple of – sometimes the venue set the money. So I think sometimes I might have been 22 in like central London when I've done the Queen Elizabeth Hall or something. But I always try and say just put it – more or less the cheapest. <clears throat> I don't understand why people are paying charging 50 100 quid, uh, like in big venues. It seems to me like if you're doing big, big venues, you should be charging ten quid because you've got so many people going to see. But oh, that's mad. Yeah, but I don't. I don't feel. I try to keep it seventeen fifty, fifteen pounds, seventeen fifty. It's probably gone up to more like seventeen fifteen, eighteen now. And post COVID, it's going to be thirty quid a ticket. Yes. 15, 50 70 quid a
1: ticket, to claw something back. yeah. Jerry Seinfeld was he 100 pounds and was Dave Chappelle yeah, 100 pounds? Yeah. I think
0: I mean, a lot. And then you buy the tickets, you know, from touts and it's much more than that. So yeah. I got I got free tickets to see Jerry Seinfeld because I the, the guy who was promoting it had done one of my DVDs, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I got incredibly good seats. But yeah, when I went to see Monty Python, it was 250 quid a ticket. I think, oh my god, for reasonable tickets So that was with touts
1: wow that's people will pay it pay. people will pay it
0: what are you charging like for your tickets
1: oh I try and go as cheap as I can but like you say yeah. you don't always get a say in it nah. um and it's expensive
0: touring as well that's the thing it's not you know it's not cheap to tour so you do have to try and cover it and the theater has to try and make money and now theaters are going to really have to try and make some money because they're all going to go back anymore awesome. yeah well once they're back if they come back we'll see but you know I'm a nice guy that's what the, that's the moral of that uh the moral that of tale. Bringing that up. yeah um good uh let's i'll ask you some emergency questions we did some for the backstage bit uh let's we're going for the new newer emergency question book all available from GoFasterstrike.com. um oh okay i've never asked this to anyone before i don't think who is the greatest living american tom cruise yeah What's what's he done that so makes him so great? Uh, Magnolia. I like when he cried in
1: it. Okay. Yeah. The it's rest right, of them, I don't trust really.
0: No, the the rest of Americans. Yeah. <laughs> all of them <laughs> except Tom.
1: Tom seems good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Who's yours?
0: Greatest living American. Can uh, I think of dead ones that I really like? Um, living or yeah, greatest time. living
1: Americans. You said dead ones.
0: I know, but I just can only think of dead ones. I was going to say Kurt Vonnegut, but he's dead. Um, uh, he's great. I was going to say Margaret Atwood, but she's Canadian. Uh, I was going to say maybe Tina Fey, somewhere around there. Um, I think she might be Canadian. A lot of them are Canadian.
1: That's why I picked Tom.
0: Yeah. They're all Canadian. Uh I'd have chosen John Lewis, of course, but he he just died.
1: Uh, yeah, I me uh, too. I was, was going to choose. I'm having. Yeah, uh, Abraham Lincoln.
0: I'd have chosen, but he's died. I think he died. Is he? He died. Yeah. I think he died. Uh, some people say he didn't die. Uh, there's some good. There are some good ones. Thank you to our many American uh, listeners. Mm. Probably aren't many. Uh, do you get Canadian. many? Do you get many? Um, do you know where your your fans for your Twitch channel, do you know where they are
1: located in the world? Yep. America, yeah, America, Vietnam, Australia, okay. wow. Scotland, a lot of them. Yeah. You know, because of Limmy.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. Got yeah. me
1: loads of these uh, Scottish people.
0: Well, let's talk. We'll talk about uh, Twitch. We're on Twitch now. And w- when did you, when did you, have you only got to Twitch on lockdown or were
1: you there with your presence already? I had an account. And I watched a few bits. I didn't think I'd have the confidence to do it. I started, I can tell you, late April. But I, in late April, I was just playing a game, Portal 2, where it's like a puzzle game. And I was just talking. And I found it quite boring to like five people. Uh, and then I started the football thing, I think early March right, or maybe mid-March. And I've just been doing that.
0: And, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I did. You basically, you're playing a football game that you played when you're 13 or 14 or something, P.S. Yeah. I was doing on Twitch playing Football Manager, which was the game, the Football Manager game I played when the I was 13 or 14. Well, it was called Football Manager. It was Kevin Tom's Football Manager. It was much more retro than yours, right? So I've watched your one, and your there's proper graphics and stuff in yours. Oh, yeah. This is literally just little pin men, and it doesn't really. Uh, you just see the shooting at the goal and they miss and they miss and then one goes in and it goes up the other end and it's very basic. But I wasn't doing the same thing as you. It was sort of... Yep. Well, you've you've taken it a lot, a lot, lot further than that, uh, than I have. But I think partly because uh, it, it would have been weird. It was it was interesting that people did get um, attached to certain players because all the players' squad have names and yep. stuff. So I think you sort of... The same realisation happened to you that you could... Mm you you sort of the manager and you act about you do the press conferences and mm-hmm.
1: and much more really that's all it, it was just going to be press conferences yeah. and a, and like a interview like no like yeah like half time team talk maybe because i got a green yeah. screen i thought i'll just do that and then gradually added gave a player a voice and then another one and then obviously a story develops and then you know, a couple of weeks ago i took a golf buggy on the motorway and they had to give me an intervention, my players, when I got to the um, golf course. They had to sing Fast Car. That was the only way that my Bongelo addiction would end. So it's become, it's really, Twitch is really like, um, I've not got to sh- sort of be this creative and this funny before. Because with stand up, you know what it's like? Like it takes ages to get good at it anyway. And I felt like, honestly, I felt like this January, I felt like I'd kind of broken through. And it just started going a bit better. Like writing yeah. got a bit easier, and I was really—I was meant to do Edim- the Edinburgh Fringe this year, and I was really excited about that. Obviously, it all just went <laughs> overnight, literally everything cancelled. And now it's like, yeah, just I just the whole thing's improvised my Twitch thing, and it's like I—I I feel like I'm a funny person, and I'm a comedian, but it's like I wasn't getting to be as funny as I can before. Sure. So. I love it.
0: Well, it's, I think it is, I think that uh, element of it, and I've done your Actors school of excellence, as we said, which again is an improvised thing uh, that you were doing, you were doing that before lockdown, right? Cause the first ones are with face to face with Josie and whatever. Yeah. So that was um, a
1: little web series that, yeah, we did it in a studio and, um, Ben Malaby directed it. Sam Afurd produced it. You know, you've worked with Ben, I think. And, um, it got it got like no views. It did really badly. Um, my plan was to make a web series that goes viral, then go off to Edinburgh and sell out. I was doing quite a big room this year as well. So right. <laughs> um and it just didn't, yeah, it, it got barely any views. Now people are going back and watching it. But it's been nice to bring it over to Twitch and now, yeah, just yeah. I think what it does on Twitch is um obviously if we laugh, there's nowhere to hide. Like um, there's no escape. And I like that side of it. I like that it's totally live um yeah i love it
0: well i think being able to go and that's what appeals to me about it as well and again we weren't really i think we were thinking well maybe we can live stream Stupper. this might be quite good way to do it and maybe we'll do some snooker and stuff maybe you know i don't know if i was even thinking i would i don't think i would thought i would do the stone clearing thing. Which I did for about three months um and then yeah suddenly you go and in a way because I had kids to look after and other stuff to do, I kind of thought I can't really explore this as much as I want to. But but also I love the fact that you can't prep for it. So you're doing yeah. – um, so the, my new thing, which is the ventriloquist doll, the Ali and Herring's twitcher fun, Terrible. what I like about it is it's me just learning to be a ventriloquist without practicing at all. Right. So I've been doing it in the snooker thing I do, and then I thought, oh, actually, I'm kind of better at this than I thought I would be. But if I was, if you're going to do it seriously, you would sit down for six months and rehearse and work out a script and work out what you can do. And to actually, uh, I mean, again, a lot of your stuff is, I mean, there are other people in it, I know, but a lot of it's you just talking to yourself yeah. and, and working stuff up yourself. yeah. But then that's, you know, it's amazing how, I mean, I think it's amazing. If I find it amazing with the do- with a doll, how much it starts to feel like a genuine conversation and how we're we're, sparking off each other or with me being the snooker players i do and my one you know you're sparking off each other so it's you create things and you're i think both of us, we're creating a world which then catchphrases turn up and stuff turns up and you can work out from the way people react what what they like and yeah, so it's a yeah. great way of developing something in yeah. front of an audience yeah and show yeah and showing that you can do because it. it's not easy i mean improvising is not it's I mean, it sort of is easy, but it's not, it's, it's not easy to just get into it for the first time.
1: Yeah. And also like, I, so this sort of thing, I could never do it in front of a live audience because my yeah. stage time is all, it's all quite precious because I'm either getting paid somewhere and you get those promoters who are like, oh, you, you know, if you're doing a weekend for me, it has to be this level, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, or I'm previewing for an Edinburgh show, which, you know, your time is very precious. You need to be going through your notes, making sure you're doing what you want. You don't get to just have fun like you do on twitch yeah um i mean i not in at this stage in my career anyway as a stand-up you don't get that luxury where you can just do an improvised show sure. um but i don't know i mean i don't know what i'm going to do with stand-up now when i go back to it i've no i no plan no idea
0: yeah well i mean you know when i talked to limmy about it in november or december and he was on the show on, on this and i kind of i basically thought he'd gone insane yeah, so uh, and uh, <laughs> and to just the why why you tend to i mean especially with him because he can sell tickets for stuff you know so but um but obviously it's you know that it's i find it fascinating it does it actually make it's made me want to go back to do stand-up but it's also made me want to go back to much much looser stand-up than exactly I was doing. yeah uh, and and also i made the decision this week i think i was talking to you about it before but um that i i'm gonna go back to see if i go back to stand up i'm not gonna do anything i've ever done on stage before so even if i'm doing a 10 minutes slot i'm not gonna do the five jokes that i always do at the beginning of my 10 minute slot yeah like uh, I
1: said, like the jerry seinfeld documentary where yeah it's about him yeah. and a really angry comedian and i'll, I'll yeah be the angry one okay documentary. <laughs> yeah. but
0: i think it, you know I, I, I that was a i think the real i went i talked to reggie hunter about this because it, 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 Seeing him at a gig, when I I'd come back about two thousand five and maybe two thousand seven, I saw him at a gig, and he seemed to just improvise very. You know, he sat down and just talked about his evening mm-hmm. uh, in a, quite a low key gig, but it was sort of amazing and it felt completely improvised. And I thought, God, imagine being able to like do an hour without mm. even having any material. But you uh, can. You've got
1: it in you. Yeah. Just uh, just confidence, isn't it? It is,
0: but you know. But I find it interesting as someone who's been doing this for thirty years and not doing stand up for thirty years, but that I was still using the jokes that I knew work as this kind of anchor to go. Well, look, it's a new. I would, if it was my own audience, I would take much more Mm risks. But with an audience that I think, oh, they don't know who I am. They probably most of them do know who I am now. Enough of them do, but also, you know, I need to prove to them I'm funny. I need to do my funny jokes. And actually, fuck it, you know, I've been going long enough. (laughs) <laughs> i should be going fuck it i'll do what i think's funny or i'll do what i'll take a chance and see what comes up yeah, yeah. so i think i think twitch is brilliant for that mm. uh but it's that weird thing when you're halfway through something that's quite high concept and you've got no idea so with the with a dummy i think the first one i think you might have been watching you might have been there with the first one and yeah. about halfway through I was
1: just going sis <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the thing is yeah. and you've got no idea if it's yeah. funny or just or just a load of crap I felt that with the football manager like when I did like my third ever stream of it because I only had like 30 people watching and afterwards I thought was that any good or really embarrassing <laughs> like yeah. what am I doing um yeah. but it
0: sort of doesn't matter I mean the thing is if it's embarrassing it's 30 people or if it's embarrassing well, you know 200 people or whatever it doesn't matter and it's and no one's like, I mean, people have subscribed maybe, but no one's like paying £20 to come and see it. So, if, and they can go somewhere else if they don't like it. It seems to me, I mean, you know, I think this would have happened without the virus, I think to some extent. But obviously now comedians are stuck at home with nothing to do. It seems to be more comedians should be yeah. getting on board with this. I'm I know some more of my
1: friends trying to get yeah. them all on. This, I mean, this pandemic is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Um I think they will all be on it though in like yeah. a few months you're going to get all the big TV ones doing
0: Yeah something. maybe I mean that's you know what happened with podcasts as soon as you could make money from it then everyone started doing podcasts mm-hmm. and like if you and if that's the problem if big names come they will make money from it and they yeah. and, and it will nudge out everybody else. The only thing we both, well, you have for Twitch and I have for podcasts, is that we've got it early. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 you, well, and I have with Twitch as well, I suppose, in that you, you know, you can build an audience, but and so I'm lucky with the podcast that there's en- enough of an audience for me to, uh, you know, mm. bob around amongst all those big names that have now come in. But yeah, I mean, there's proper money in 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 all the, and there will be proper. I mean, there's good money in Twitch. To be honest, if you if you're keeping it all for yourself. Which I'm not. Away? I'm putting it. Well, I gave some of it away. I gave some of it to the uh, Comedians Fund, and I'm pu- I'm putting it all back into making other stuff. But you, because I, you know, I'm getting revenues from other stuff for myself. But I, 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 with all my podcast stuff, we put most of the money back into making more stuff. But I, that's what I see. What I liked about podcasts was you're your own, you know, you're autonomous and you decide what you do. And now I think there's just the scope of Twitch. If you you know, like you've you've you're better than me. You've got this green screen and you've worked out. I've got one down here, but I've never put it up or worked out to use it. But you know that means you can sort of do anything. You you know, it doesn't have to be video games. It doesn't have to be um, anything that would anyone would uh, commission. You can just have a crack at whatever you want to do, and then and and then people are going to people are going to make shows that um, you know TV will then try and
1: poach. I think and also no, be, nice, be nice to get any tv
0: but i think you'll make more money from not doing it with tv that's what you know i think in the end mm. this podcast my podcast that we're on now yeah will make is making more money than than i would have done if i'd sold it to tv i think from oh. from my from my point of view anyway, because it's not i'm not giving the money to any the money we're making just goes into the company to make more podcasts mm. but we would have had to pay loads of different
1: people cuts and yeah um, no, right I mean, need- right now, I, yeah, I'm very happy with all this. been trying to get on TV for the last four years with awful ideas uh, <laughs> most of the time. Get I've been asked to do some terrible stuff, which I've turned down, which now I feel good about, but before I was feeling, like, kind of regretting, should I have just been, like, done this awful Muslim reality TV show, and then I could have been famous now. And I'm glad I didn't, because, I mean, I would have been so depressed. <laughs> you know i think just
0: i think comedians just you know they have this autonomy that's why they become comedians and then it, some of them can be corralled into doing a tv thing and sometimes you can do a tv thing completely on your own terms and it you know and 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 be in control of it but it's very rare yeah. and so you're actually more and more now you're just being come and do this thing and you'll be doing this come and do this and you'll be doing this and i'll tell you what to do mm-hmm. and so i just think that's what i felt with podcasts and that's what i think even more with with twitch or you, you know or whatever you can do this on other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, just relatively cheaply, you can set up a TV studio at home. I mean, what I love about it is because I live outside of London and now I can just do all my press interviews yeah. sitting here <laughs> and not have to go to London for one interview and then come home again. So that's just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to let
1: them make me go into London again for yeah, one no, interview. if you've got good sound quality, yeah. which we do. We're using that other thing. What are we using? Oh, ZenCaster. Yeah, yeah. which I'd never We're heard Using Zencaster. Zencaster. Zencast- yeah. Couldn't use it with Richard Osman, that's why. That yeah, I had a feeling. I, like I I a diss- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I got the email uh, about all the specific tech, I thought, oh, it's because of Osman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, we, don't, we did it right from the start, but it's just, it's been surprising how, I mean, maybe it isn't surprising that people don't have HD cameras in their house, but it's been surprising how uh, mm. low tech a lot of people are.
1: You um, see famous but- actors being interviewed on, like, I don't know, this morning or whatever, on a Zoom thing, and they've got no lighting,
0: yeah,
1: and a really like their laptop camera. It's like it's on. You can get it off Amazon, delivered next day.
0: Yeah, I think I saw John Oliver's show this week, and I felt like he hadn't turned his mic on properly or something. It oh, felt like God. it felt that was like a. It was a very good show. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy, but the sound quality, I felt that like, you know, this is a HBO TV show. <laughs> they should be doing better than this um, oh, um good uh let me see what else i've got for you. i'm going to ask you some uh, have you ever seen
1: a ghost uh Bilal? that's what i was interested let about. me think let me think uh that's a good question have i seen a ghost i've not seen one i'm sure i've been in some oh i think my house was haunted when i first moved in okay because i heard like footsteps going up and down the stairs and i'd have these scratches on my chest Um, but then they left, so... Okay. But I didn't see them, so I guess no.
0: What? You had scratches on your chest? Yeah, weird. It was really weird.
1: But they had you scratched yourself and then... Uh, I don't think so, because this this running up and down the stairs and the scratches left at the same time. Could have just been a cheeky cat.
0: It could have been. You could have had someone... Sometimes people live in people's attics, don't they, and Mm. come down and poo when you're not there. That's probably that. Could have been that, and then just thought I'll have a scratch. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> he looks just, nice. You know,
0: you, I, you, so, if you were doing that, if you'd managed to successfully live in someone's attic, yeah, you'd kind of want them to know, wouldn't you? you wouldn't want to? You'd just be feeling like you'd be sitting there for months, going, "This is I'm so fucking cool." I you mean was, like
1: how a serial killer returns to the season.
0: Yeah, of yeah, because you know you've pulled it off, mm-hmm. and then if no one knows you've pulled it off, then it's sort of point. You know, you're living in an attic for no fucking reason. Aren't you? It's still not great living in an attic, but you're living for free. So just come down, come down with me. Come down, and go. I just try and give leave some clues oh, as to what,
1: what was happening. See, I just thought yeah. it was ghosts.
0: Oh, you see, it's always I, I it's so you've got to think happening. of the most logical explanation. And yeah, ghosts yeah. are not the most the most logical is a man living in or a woman, yeah, a, or a cat living in your attic. Coming down when you go into the toilet. Did you notice any smells in your toilet when you came back? I, go, oh, I don't remember doing a poo like that. Do you remember no, that
1: happening? I think so.
0: Well, maybe they had Febreze up there yeah, as well. It's probably. Like
1: yeah, I did smell
0: Febreze. There you go. <laughs> so they had it all planned out and they thought this is so brilliant it was too brilliant mm. and they kind of wanted to and then they disappeared to... maybe they died you know they died in the attic you'll probably find them in the attic oh, desiccated there'll be a in
1: there yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It'll have des- mummified it's probably the smell's gone upwards probably have you got an attic in this in a event?
1: loft conversion so that makes it, it could live Close on the it.
0: roof they could, have lived on, they could have been coming down Is there a chimney or a skylight? Yes.
1: Yeah, you could have been
0: sleeping in a sleeping bag on the roof. Yeah. When you're out, snip down through the skylight, go to the toilet, dry off, use your towels to dry off the rain and stuff. I think that's the only
1: ghost. I think that's the only. Okay. I feel like there might be something else. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. That's good. So I want to talk to you. You've had a nose
1: job. Kind of things are going pretty well for you. Shall I try and find the pictures of the old nose? So yeah. I should say that um, – I mean, I don't have to say, but um, I got it because I couldn't breathe out of one nostril. And so you can still breathe out the other one? It's still uh, vanity.
0: It was okay. Oh, oh, I need to breathe out of two nostrils, do you now? You can do it. One nostril, not good. I'm not – my breathing isn't very good. I, I, I'm a mouth breather generally because my nose – I got hit by a cricket ball here ah. when I was young. And my nose is, nev- my nose is never in my primary – I'm very offended by that term mouth breather because I breathe through my mouth and I don't think I'm ridiculous. I think it's better to breathe through your mouth. Yeah, uh, like, I can breathe, man. My... You can do I both can, at the look, same
1: time. Listen, look how much more air you're getting through your mouth. Ooh, it's lovely. Then then, you know, getting little tiny. Uh, through the nose out the, my collages. Where is it? Okay. Okay. Uh, Here's a good, it's a bit weird. So yeah, so it got broken when I was like a toddler, they think. So it grew kind of bent. And look, this is my good side. Let's see if it, if you can see it. That's my good side before and after. You right. Okay. Oh, that's quite different. Yeah. Wait till you see my bad side. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Oh, look, that's the bad side. Can you see that, everybody? Wow. You see that before and after? Yeah. Yeah and now pretty i'm pretty amazing stunning but i wrote yeah. some because i wrote stand-up about it because it's weird because i didn't know it'd be that different and like i didn't know it'd be that good and you're meant to love yourself how you are yeah but i love myself better after the nose job which is yeah. like the right
0: why did they need to cut all that bit of the nose off that if it was just about breathing that it seems to have taken a lot of nose yeah, off so there it
1: was bent and okay. they straightened it and they didn't have to screw They'd... it they just did it while we're here we'll out. just
0: take a bit off for you we we'll just shave a bit off.
1: You went to Turkey to do it. Yeah,
0: a lovely week. Is that? Was it? Just, was it just cheaper in Turkey, or yeah, was your holiday just or...
1: grand in Turkey? Yeah. In the UK, it's like ten grand minimum.
0: Right. And so you're in Turkey for, but you had to stay in for Turkey for two weeks to do it. For one week. One week. That came back. Then you got stand a... up with a plaster yeah. on it. Okay. Went on. Did too. anything happen to you in Turkey? When you... it sounds like an exotic thing to do to go to Turkey to have a nose
1: job. I mean, it was was an exciting time for you. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, Met a lot of cats. I like cats quite a lot. And there was a cat called Coco that I got on with quite well. Gave it some chicken. And that's kind of all that happened (laughs) Then I came back. Uh, Didn't the cost of the hotel and stuff add up to eight grand, though? Included. All inclusive. Everything included. The flights weren't inclusive. Okay. Everything else. Everyone was Turkish, though. Right, they all tried to speak Turkish to me, and no? that. No. Do
0: you think I should have a crack? Yeah, why not? Maybe it might make me. If they just pull, maybe it just needs pulling out here a bit. I'm gonna get, I'm get it breathe. all done.
1: I'm gonna get it all. Yeah, get the jaw. I mean,
0: you look good. You look. You're very. yeah, you know, you're a very handsome man anyway. I'm sure, but um, but you look. You're very good looking. I, I
1: thank you. I just because I had a nap before, I used some face scrub. Oh, okay. Uh, I would have been. A, I would have been very sweaty. It would have been awful.
0: I hope it's not inappropriate for me to say a very. Ha- I know that the comedy uh, is, is the industry
1: has changed. I just like to okay. apologise for no, objectifying no, you there. Can for a Say second. that you can objectify okay. me. It's the what? It's the comedians who were there's bad ones. Okay, all it's right. not that. It's not that. Okay, it's not doing. just saying nice things. It's not that worst. <laughs> okay, you're all right.
0: You're not even allowed to tell a man he's handsome anymore yeah, without exactly. it being a, that's. The, you can't say anything. Cancel culture. Anything. Yeah, cancelled. Um, now your second show oh, your yeah. second show Biscuit that's Biscuit. about that's about dating dating apps As a Muslim, so Muslim, there are Muslim
1: dating apps dating apps Minda Muslim Tinder Minda Minda it's real okay. yeah <laughs> so yeah it was and about it, that stuff um, yeah I thought it'd be a nice follow up uh, got two reviews all month after being nominated the year before right so if any reviewers are watching has made it a tough month I was the Chortle newcomer nominee. They didn't review me, right? Chortle like, didn't review no. you. Oh, no. and I that's, was one of the. That's pretty unusual. I know. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But um, and then I nearly died of pneumonia that month.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I got very ill at the fringe. Came back to London. Went into hospital for seven days, and I couldn't work for like two months.
0: Maybe you had the the COVID virus, uh, an early version of that, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, it might have been that you might be you might have been patient I could, zero.
1: I could have been the one that started it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pro- probably that.
0: Was that your bad year or was this not your was, you said you had a bad year. Is the bad year you had pneumonia and two reviews in Edinburgh or was, the, was that there was a worse bad. year?
1: I've had a few bad years. It's it's yeah. not quite bad since 2016 to be honest. Okay. Um now I feel great with Twitch. Uh yeah, no, that it was the year so when I got last Christmas, I had a tour that year. No. Oh, okay. I toured the year before and it did very badly, just very low turnout compared to what I was used to. It was all just, I don't know what happened. It all just kind of went wrong. Didn't get loads of things I wanted, all of these treatments and stuff. Didn't get, you know, it's hard anyway, but didn't get anywhere. Didn't do very well financially. And then auditioned to be in last Christmas. And then I was hanging out with Emma Thompson suddenly. So that was nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How is she? I don't think I've ever met Emma Thompson. I was, yeah, I had a massive crush on her when I was, when I was a younger, when I was a young man, Mm. I mean, not that I don't know, but when I was, you know, when I was a young comedy fan in my teens, she
1: was the pinup. She is like an angel. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she's, she's just like you'd imagine. She, um, don't know if I should say, I mean, I guess this was a secret, but I don't know. She, uh, f- so the f- film was shot around central London and I think she bought loads of blankets for some, for some homeless people or something right. and some food. And it's like, she was constantly doing that. She, she knew my name. When I got to set, which was the most surreal thing. <laughs> My first date, it was Matt, yeah. Really strange. But yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh that's good. And Amelia Clark. I, I play Seen her it? friend. She's very nice. That's nice. Very nice. Was she nice in real life? Did she have very friendly? But she had that attitude on
1: her. No, but she felt very famous. Yeah. It's like that's a celebrity. Whereas Emma Thompson is like your mum's friend. Yeah, which is just really surreal. Paul Feig directed it, though. He's very nice. Yes. I've stayed in touch. Did
0: Bryony Kimmings write it? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Paul Feig likes my Instagram posts sometimes. And that's always a good confidence boost.
0: See, that's exciting. I love that. A lot of you youngsters going to Hollywood is a a real thing for a lot of a lot of. Is that something you want to do? Do you want to go over to America and work out, out there?
1: Well, yeah. this is what happened. I My life is it's a bit weird. My plan was to get an, a US visa as soon as I could, apply for one, which is like five grand for an artist visa. I was going to try and save up, go over there and try and do stand-up there, mainly because over here I've been nonstop being asked to, be, uh, to do Muslim and Asian stuff on TV. That makes me cringe. And oh, yeah. I thought rather than – because the thing is, I could do like a Guardian article about that stuff and talk about it, but I thought I just want to be a comedian and get on with it. Yeah. So I thought, i would just go there, where it looks like I might... Obviously, I don't think I'd become a huge celebrity there, but I might have a better shot at doing what I want to do, at least. And I thought, you know, it's just a cool place to go as well. Yeah. You know, be a bit of fun. But now I think I'm just going to be a Twitch streamer <laughs> who does <laughs> one people a month or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, it's in- it's interesting times. I can't keep you too long, because you have to do... Your- you're going off to do... Yeah. Which show are you are
1: doing tonight? You're doing My the BS. Yeah. yeah so um, people can
0: follow a, you across yes we can here, start yeah. slightly
1: later because i i absolutely love this chat <laughs> <laughs> uh they won't mind and do you, do you think being
0: uh being religious and being a comedian i don't know how religious you are but i know you are religious mm-hmm. is that i mean that's almost it, there's so few people who admit to it it's sort of that's almost the thing that that that's you know that you're, you know what I mean it's become it's become so far the other way that it's that it's
1: yeah. there's there's a few Christian comedians yeah, I yeah, know yeah, yeah I get um, it but that's exciting that there's a religious comedian I think it's more yeah. being being Muslim is you know very different to being a Christian comedian because you're constantly getting slagged off everywhere so people want to see your opinion. I get it. Like, you know, I appreciate it sometimes. It's just that it's all I've ever been asked to do, (laughs) Um, which winds me up. And also you get the feeling that you become a spokesperson of everything. And I don't know about a lot of stuff. (laughs) Like, I don't care about what some MP has said or something. I don't have to have a say on all of it. I don't, don't, I'm not really that political. I don't really think about that that much. Because I don't, it's boring to me, to be honest. Yeah,
0: well, but that's it's interesting because yeah, it does. You know, as a as a white comedian, I can be whatever I want. So I can be political if I want to. I can talk about whatever I want to, and people aren't immediately going. Bang! You have to talk about this one thing, and if you don't talk about it, that's weird. Because why aren't you talking about that one thing? That's the big thing. And so to be able to, you know, again, I suppose Twitch is giving you that because there's the stuff you're doing on Twitch. Mm is not referencing any, and it's just, you're a comedian doing funny
1: stuff. Imagine if I pitched a football manager idea, they'd be like, <laughs> okay, what's the Muslim angle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so
0: to not be allowed to do comedy about, without referencing. Yeah. You're, you know, if someone said to me, Richard, you've been brought up with Christian, you have to, you have to do, comedy from a christian perspective mm. for the rest of your life and if anyone asks you a question about christ you have to be ready to talk about them. which i would love by the way because i love talking about jesus more than uh, a yeah, really, yeah, yeah. person does but that you know it's sort of so weird i mean there's so many things that i think right in this book and and obviously all the stuff that's been going on in in lockdown with uh you know statues and black lives matter and it sort of just makes me realise to the you know that has really brought home the privilege that I've enjoyed as being a white middle class man through the last thirty years. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, it's a shame for the next generation me who won't be able to get any work. Uh, but it was <laughs> yeah. good for me to get to get through.
1: Yeah, I don't know. like I said, Yeah, I don't. Uh, I could get really wound up about all of it and stuff. But I just want to get on with it. Like, yeah. I don't want to be... Also, I don't want to be seen as a victim. You know what I mean? Like, sure. same as, like, being, like, working class and stuff. It's not something I really talk about in comedy because I don't want that to be my thing. Like, oh, we should feel sorry for him. Because I think, well, I'm as funny as any of the posh comedians. Sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I try. yeah, I just want to be funny. Um, and, yeah, Twitch- But that's where...
0: See that's that's what I liked about comedy when I started comedy and the circuit was was I mean it probably wasn't more in class terms it was much more uh, diversified it probably wasn't in you know there weren't that many women doing it and there there weren't that many black and asian comedians there were some um but what I liked about it was that you you know you'd go to Adelaide festival and there'd be a guy who used to be a bank manager, there'd be a couple of university guys, and then there'd be a guy who worked on the docks, and there'd be a guy who'd come, you know, there were all these different backgrounds, and just someone was funny and had gone, oh, I'll, you know, maybe I can give this a crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think just the way the, the economy has changed mm. means it's much, much harder to do that. And, you know, God knows what's going to happen after
1: all of this. Yeah, I felt like that. In terms of it, I felt like that open mic level when I very when I first started. I was like twenty or twenty one, and I just loved how everyone was was from a different background. Yeah, it's good. Still there, to some extent. Everyone was doing their own thing, but as soon as it became, I started getting paid for it, and people want to put me on TV. That's when it's just fully pigeonholed. Um, That's just depressing. I I was really naive. I thought because I. I decided to go into comedy and stuff because I love like Armando Iannucci and the day-to-day and all of that. That was like my main, like, I want to be like those guys. And I just assumed if I'm funny at what I do, I'll just get to be Armando Iannucci. I thought <laughs> people would just say, all right, write something. And then it's just like, like I mentioned before, like come on TV on a, come on BBC on the Sunday morning and just debate a far right guy. I was like, why would I ever do that? You know? Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh well, it's very—it's exciting. I'm very—I'm uh, very—you uh, know—I—I I, I sort of think, even when I started podcasts, I thought you know, and I was forty or so when I started podcasts, uh, and yeah, I was forty, and I sort of thought you know, if I had another fifteen years run up to this, then you could really get somewhere with this. But I think like you're still—you're still under thirty. You're still—you're twenty-nine. No, you're thirty. This—you know, you're 29, So you're twenty-eight now, twenty-eight years old. Great age to oh, be. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, you've got a there's a long period of time you can work at this whilst hopefully being back doing stand-up as well. Um and I just think the internet and I think we're still waiting. I I feel like there's the Charlie Chaplin of the internet somewhere out there, right, who will become like a ma because it's the same the way that Charlie Chaplin became he became a millionaire almost immediately hmm. because he made films and no one was doing that. He made funny films and everyone went in and paid You know, a nickel or whatever it was, but (laughs) so many people were paying a nickel that Charlie Chaplin became a millionaire almost instantaneously. And that's—I've always thought that's—that's got to happen with the internet. It's just you know, there's a worldwide audience. Mm -hmm. If you create the thing that's good enough, then everyone gives you ten p, and that's a billion pounds. You know, that's that's how (laughs) that's how it should work. I think it's really so. I think there's someone out there. There's someone out there there who's going to be that person who really, really breaks through with it. It could
1: be you. Could you're be very, me talented. Me you're me very talented. You're Twitch very talented. Twitch Charlie Chaplin. You could be. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put that on my next Edinburgh for the Twitches Charlie Chaplin Richard Herring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy what you do, and like you know, I don't, and I've been doing comedy for a long time, and it is it's not easy. No. What the, even the stupid things we're doing on this are not easy. They're tremendous fun, and the, I guess the pressure's off. But to be able to do it well. The idea of someone going, you know, I mean, what Limmy does is astonishing. You know, to be able to go on and talk for three hours, what if he's doing, I know your four things hours. are long, though. Your things are long, aren't two they? Two hours usually. Yeah, I mean, that's long. a
1: long time. He so. does four hours every day.
0: I know he's nuts. Yeah, He's a is a is a nut. A how su- did you how did you become friendly with uh, uh, Limmy? What through
1: Twitter? You? It was when my Zapper Cakes cake shop thing got a little bit of attention. He just tweeted me about that, and then I was up at the Fringe in two thousand sixteen for the first time he just messaged me and said, I'm in town. Do you want to get some food? And then it just known him since then. cool. Lovely. Yeah. Very nice guy.
0: He's. Wow. I hope he's, he's not a...
1: watching. Um... Oh, he won't be
0: watching. He's not. He's no,
1: not he, wa- he watches stuff. Does he yeah, he sneaks around.
0: Should, hmm. I, should I do my Scotch accent? Yeah. Him to... Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what to scare him away <laughs> to get rid of it.
0: Infuri- I just like to infuriate. <laughs> I love infuriating him. <laughs> if I can, if I can do it. Um, so we, I mean, we we have stuff that we can promote. We can come at your Zapper cakes on uh, Twitch as well. So follow you. Give people can give you five pounds a month for free Please. if they are with Amazon Prime.
1: I need it more uh, than.
0: And they can give you money as well if they want to give you money. Uh, that's again, that's what I sort of think about this. You know, if even if you, if you're doing something most nights as you are, if someone's giving you five pounds of actual money a month, they're still only paying you like. 20p a day, or something, not even, you know, it's such a tiny amount of money, really. If you can afford to give people money and you think they deserve the money, then please do. But uh, that Amazon Prime thing is nuts. So do use that uh, to, to give that to people. And uh, I hope you will carry on. Uh, I hope you will become a big Hollywood star. Thank and you. Get to, do all, get to do all your stuff. I think that, I think with America, it may, I mean, they are sort of so obsessed with race in America, but also
1: you can just get on, you know, there's things where they've let people get on. I don't weird. know. I mean, I'm kind Best of. Stuff. I'm not really thinking about that now. I mean, yeah. it's okay. gone so mad over there anyway. Yeah. Um, I'd still like to go out there and do stuff. Um, yeah. Maybe try and build my profile a bit with Twitch first. I guess might as well. Well, that's
0: up. it. But it's. I know uh, that is. But it, it, it it's the thing that I think all live comedy has to realize that there's a worldwide audience and actually that's good for everyone. Again, if you can slight monetize it to a tiny degree. If you can get a thousand people in America watching you and giving you a, a nickel, that's five thousand nickels.
1: It's a lot of nickels. <laughs>
0: There's five thousand of them, and that's every time. So you just have to. And then you have to take that to the bank and change it into into pounds.
1: And you pour it into the thing in a machine. But yeah, will they do
0: nickels in? I don't know, they'll take the nickels. That's outside. the annoying
1: thing. Yeah, you know, you have uh, to.
0: they it. have to post your nickel. It costs more to post you a nickel than it than it than a nickel. Not sure what oh, a nickel
1: is. God, I not thought about this.
0: Well, we're going to lose everything. How much is a nickel?
1: Is it five p? I don't know. Nickel. I have no idea. I just—it's just funny it's saying nice American. Get... I'd take a nickel if everyone in America would
0: give me a nickel. Yeah. Then you know we could make our own films, do whatever we want, couldn't we? It's that, and that's—it's kind of offensive that they don't do that because Let's it's only make our own film. Okay, we're gonna let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Um, I think it's very exciting and I hope and it'd be lovely if, if uh, comedians form a little community and they're supportive of each other but i think I think there's you know it's nice to do some stuff with you it's nice to to mix mix it up and uh, find little gangs in this and i think I think there's some stuff i've got some plans oh i've got some loose plans oh. and uh, i think uh, I think we can do something uh, exciting oh. by we i mean comedians but me and you uh, could be me you and- could be me and you uh look thanks so much for doing this thanks for not That's being arsy I mean. about me about the name and everything like i thought That's you were gonna fine. be no, um, no,
1: no, no i
0: think once you're actually in hollywood and then you come back on and then because at the moment i'm still just a little bit high i'm the high status one in this relationship yeah once you become i've seen that just a about. Times. yeah just, just a about. not by much just a little bit <laughs> yeah
1: in a month it could be <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah in a month it's the other way around and your your hair will be all up in the air You'll oh. have had another nose job. You'll have yeah. a different nose. Everything, And I yeah. won't even
1: reply to your tweets.
0: You won't. You won't know who I am. I know it's going to happen. It happens, it's happened to me a thousand times throughout the history of this. <laughs> 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 no, everyone's very nice. Uh, thank you very much for buying that badge. For oh, that's okay. Instead of giving me 40 quid for... I mean, if you feel like paying me back the... Uh... Forty quid at any point. Don't worry, I'm paying you for doing this. I might. Just oh. take, I think what I might do is I might just. I just take thirty nine pounds off of it. Thirty nine as well. Yeah, yeah of course. If you paid a pound. I'm not going right. to. am not. I'm not mean. I'm not yeah. going to be tight about it. But I'm going to take. I thirty nine pounds off. Um, yeah. I'd prefer it in cash. If you could give it me in cash, it'd be better though. What's well, that? Maybe I will wait till I see
1: you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I think so, I told you. Before, I've listened to pretty much all of them. Maybe two great. people I didn't like. Oh, yeah. I don't like anyway. So I didn't listen. Okay. All right. Because they're bad people.
0: Yeah. There there have been some bad people on here. Uh, But mainly, I try to get nice people on. And it mainly turns out. You
1: You don't know. (laughs) It's because of your high status. They're all very nice to you. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I get that. I get that. Uh, Look, it's lovely. Go and get prepared for your football. Good luck with whatever's going on today. (laughs) There's a lot happening. God. (laughs) And um, do go across and watch him, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, Bilal Zapa! Thank you very much! Goodbye! You have been listening to Ralastapa with me, Rich Herring, and my guest, Bilal Zapa! The music's my Pest. Thank you very much to everyone at Twitch. Thank you very much to everyone at the British Comedy Guide and Acast. Particularly, thank you to Chris Evans and everyone, not that one, and everyone at uh, Sky Potato and Go Faster Stripe doing amazing work for us. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Head to twitch.tv slash rkherring to see loads and loads of live stupid comedy most evenings of the week. Uh, go to gofastastrike.com slash badges if you would like to give a monthly donation. Relasphone.co.uk slash Kickstarter if you fancy those amazing Award rewards for self-playing snooker. Now go back to your constituencies and prepare for government.